Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, welcome back to the Ohioan. Um, nice to have Tyler Buchanan from the Ohio Capital <laughs> Journal back. Uh, Tyler, how's it going? Hey, doing good. Let's uh, have this be the start of a good week. Let's do this. Yeah, it, it's already a pretty newsy week, I'll tell you. And it's uh, we're taping this at 9 a.m. on Monday. Um, and bear with me for the audience. I have an eight-year-old home, and she wants to be my co-host. If you heard in the background, that's the background noise is. Uh, but first of all, I like um, you were covering the sports gambling issue, which is important in Ohio. I think we're going to get there eventually. I mean, there's a lot of movement toward that um, side. What are you seeing? I mean, do you think it's inevitable, or do you think it still has a ways of going before it's legalized here in Ohio? So. Yeah, from from just the way that from the way that we're hearing about this, it, it, it this feels like an inevitability in terms of legalizing sports gambling. It just seems like the big thing to hash out is exactly how this program is going to work, and you know where the money's going to go and how you're going to be able to place a bet. So a lot of the particulars are still to be hashed out, but just in terms of does it look like it's going to be eventually legalized in Ohio? I think it's, I think it's a, it's a foregone conclusion. You're seeing it all across the country. It's, it's spreading everywhere because um, states are realizing that, you know, people are going to gamble on sports. It's just whether or not they're going to gamble on some kind of black market or online or some kind of shady thing, or honestly just between like friends at the bar or something. And states realize, well, if we get in on this, you know, we can get a part of the cut here. So it's it seems like a foregone conclusion. It's just how it's going to happen is really the question mark right now. Yeah, and I mean, we've talked a lot about, you know, obviously, Ohio, like every other state, is in trouble with COVID. You know, the economy needs to get, get going again. Uh, do you think this could be a driver enough? I mean, it may not solve all of Ohio's economic problems. But, you know, if it's money that's out there, I guess the thought is, why don't we just go get it rather than letting it go away? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what the exact dollar amount that we're talking about in terms of of how much bets, how many bets would be, uh, you know, placed. If it were legalized today, how much in the next calendar year would be bet? I, I don't have that number. I don't think anybody knows that number. But it's a lot. And I think when you're talking about, and, and we can get into this, you know, when Ohio's casinos were were made legal um, almost about a decade from now, I can't believe it's been this long. But when it was yeah. made, when it was made legal um, in the in the ballot initiative that people voted for, 
it was only placed in those select cities, the Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Toledo. You're now talking about with sports betting. This is something that you may or may not. I mean, there's going to be some online components here. So you could probably just bet in, you know, the comfort of your own basement or, your, or you know, at the bar. You can just place a bet on your phone versus having to go drive to a casino and, and you know, wager or play whatever slots or do whatever you're going to do there. So it's in terms of how much this is going to bring in. I mean, if, if we're talking, it's basically becomes a casino and everybody's smartphone. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be huge. And in terms of an economic driver, I mean, that's everyone seems to clearly understand this is a lot of money we're talking about, which is why um, you have so many people on different sides of the interests here. We can get into what those are of people have a lot of interest in how this plan is going to is is going to take shape and where that money's going to go because everybody knows it's going to be a lot and everybody wants that slice of the pie the state included the the government included so has there been a lot of opposition i know like uh, 10 years ago to casinos obviously there's a movement saying hey gambling's wrong we shouldn't have gambling. I haven't seen as much yet, but maybe I'm, I'm not looking the right places. Yeah. So, so, so for people's understanding, there's been, it's, I think it's over now, but for the first about two, three months of this year, they had in the, in the Ohio uh, general assembly, the state legislature, they had a, what's called a select committee on gaming, which was about seven or eight, you know, state senators, both Democrats and Republicans and they basically met once a week and people that were casino interests and, you know, the state and all these people came in to to testify and and basically pitch ideas, honestly, um, just say, hey, here's here's some ideas on, on this or that. And so if you're going to legalize it, here's here's how you can do it. Um, I didn't I didn't listen to every single meeting they did. They probably did about 10 or so of them. I don't remember there being a lot of opposition because, again, th- this is something that um, uh, sports gambling was made legal through a, a Supreme Court decision about three or four years ago. And in that three years time, t- like 25 states have legalized it. So this is a runaway freight train in terms of the momentum on this. So I don't think anybody I, I don't think anybody with legi- I'll, I'll say I don't want to say legitimate anybody with um significant level of power to stop this is going to stop it. The question is, is I think there are people with concerns about how, again, how to manifest this, how to, how to put it into place. Yeah. Well, like you said, which pockets to put the money in, like what part of the budget does it go to and everything else. And I think too, you know, good night. Bally's bought the naming rights for the big sports, local sports networks across Ohio. See, You've got that at play. Um, ESPN, they dedicated an NBA broadcast last week strictly yeah. to gambling. So, I mean, the shoot, you know, the barn's out, the, the horse is out the barn door. I mean, it's down there and everything. Yeah. So, so, so to briefly get into it, just so people could kind of yeah. know the language and know what's coming, or I should say, know the debate that's coming. So, again, you think, you think back to the casinos, and the casinos are really. It, it, it really illustrates the question here. When we legalized casinos, we didn't legalize the concept of casinos. And therefore, anybody that was, you know, <gasps> wanted to build a casino could build one. No, 
It was, we're going to legalize casinos and these casinos, the one in Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, Toledo. That's it. There's no, I mean, there are racinos, there are some other things like right. that. But there's no, I cannot go build, if I'm a billionaire business developer or whatever, I can't go build a casino Ohio. That's not how it works. It is specific to those locations, which they thought of it as a compromise at the time. They thought we're going to legalize casinos in Ohio, but for people that are concerned about, we don't want there to be gambling everywhere. You know, we're going to have it in very select pockets of the state and it's, and it's all this stuff, right? You're going to have to go to these little specific spots. Um, the, the casino revenue goes to a, a specific place. Um, it's built into when we passed that initiative, all the profits, there, it's a combination of, it's a combination of uh, like county governments, the local governments where the casinos are built, and some of it goes to education. Contrast that with the Ohio lottery today. The Ohio lottery, every dime of profit goes to education. Period. There's that. It is not complicated. Every single time goes to education. If you've bought a scratch off ticket and you look at the little uh, the logo or slogan on it, it says take a chance on education because everybody knows that the Ohio lottery goes to education. So and some of the casino revenue does, but not comparatively not as nearly as much. So these are the two camps is if we're going to allow sports gambling in Ohio. Who is going to regulate it? Is it going to be the, the Casino Control Commission that, that regulates gambling at casinos? Is it going to be the Ohio Lottery Commission that regulates lottery sales in the state? And whether it's one of those two things very drastically changes where the revenue goes. Because it's either going to go in the casino side to county governments, city governments, and some education, or it's going to be the lottery side, which is all education as you can imagine the people that are education interests in the state are oh, like yeah. they're like lottery 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 um so so that there's the money interest there on the on not even just the regulation side on just the who can have it side as you can imagine the casino interests are like crossing their hopes and praying that they make this a casino thing only that you can only place a bet either at a casino, you know, retail, like you walk into a casino and there will be like a cashier. That's the sports gambling. Like, And if you've been to Vegas, if you've been to bigger casinos, the, those places have that um, or some kind of online app, which is developed and, you know, put out by the casinos. Um, so that's the one side that the casino side, they want to do it all themselves obviously because they want all the, they want all the revenue for themselves and then they share the rest you know to the, to the public as i said um so the the opposite side of that is local businesses really want in on this so if you if you can picture anybody that's been to any kind of like sports bar or um trying to think of like, like a roosters or something like that or or a, or a bowling alley and you've seen you've seen those big red lottery kiosks you know what i'm talking about where you can like yeah. buy a kilo ticket and you can buy yeah. a lottery yeah. ticket so what these places want is something like that with sports gambling so either a different kiosk or reconfigure that kiosk or even like you know picture like I know Kroger, my local Kroger has one of those machines. So yeah. imagine going to Kroger and like buying a, buying a like pick five ticket and then, 
And then, hmm, I, I want to put five bucks in the Indians game tonight. That's what those people want. Now, now imagine the benefit that a sports bar or a bowling alley or a you know, maybe not a Kroger, but a, but a, something like that of bringing people in where they can bet on games and they're sitting there and they're watching the game and they're buying some more beer and they're playing more, they're, uh, you know, bowling games and all these things. That's the vision that they have is to have it under the lottery, have it built into the current lottery system, which is everywhere. I mean, every gas station, every, like I said, sports bar, every bowling alley, every little, these little retailer things. And these people make the case that, like, look, we don't, we shouldn't give this as a monopoly to the casinos. We should make this an opportunity for Ohioans everywhere. So you don't have to drive to a Columbus casino to go place a bet. You don't have to go very far. You can go to, your, you can support your local bowling alley and then play a ten dollar bet on the Reds game. Um, so those are the two. Those are the two camps right now, there, and there's really two different fights going on. Again, to summarize, there's the, there's the fight over who's going to regulate it and where the money's going to go, and then there's the fight of just like where can you actually place a bet. Um, and the casinos understandably want it all for themselves. The 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 other side wants it wants it everywhere, and, and they say they can have it in casinos too. They just they want the option to if you go to a bowling alley, you can place a bet at the bowling alley. Um, well, how much does it change if you go in your home? Because, you know, like Bally's, you know, there's some question about, could you watch the games online? Well, Bally says, hey, you can watch games on our Bally's casino app. You can watch the game on the app. And you could also probably to put bets on the on the app, too. And you'll probably hear a lot yeah. of, um, you know, discussion of that during the broadcast itself. I mean, it's interesting to see all that can happen there. Yeah, and, and they're already estimating that like nine. If they legalize it, like ninety percent of bets are going to be on your phone. Um, yeah, are, are going to be are going to be placed through phone, and the rest would be placed in some kind of brick and mortar retail establishment like this. I think it's yeah, it, and again, in the argument like you're saying is like okay, even if it's the casino thing, can't somebody at the bowling alley just place a bet on their phone and it be basically the same thing? And it's true. I think the idea. I think the idea from the bowling alley is. <sighs> is they want butts in their seats. They want somebody that's going to get out of their house, go to the bowling alley. And and you can still do that. I just think it's like a driver of traffic for their, for their, for their businesses. So you can, you can really really see their argument. Um, And, and, and the casinos, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about this as this gets closer and we can get into the more granular details, but the casinos make the case like, look, we're professional outfits because these are big these are big chains you know these are not like some guy that runs the casino in ohio and that's the only one he runs these are these are owned and operated by you know international corporations corporations you've probably heard of caesar's entertainment that's a really famous one um so these are places that say like look we have we have experience running sports books in other states let's do it in ohio uh, we we have the security features. We can make sure that kids under eighteen are not gambling. We can make sure people aren't laundering money through this. We have we have you know big security features that a bowling alley is not going to have. And so you hear those arguments, and you're like, oh, that makes some sense. And then you hear the bowling alley people talk and sit and make the case for themselves and why the casinos shouldn't have a monopoly. And you're like, oh, they make a good case. So it's, it is really interesting. Lawmakers are really caught in the middle here. Um, 
So to, to kind of conclude this, it, it, you know, we're sh- we should see a bill sooner than later, a, a draft of how to implement this in Ohio. And I would imagine this is something that we're going to debate publicly, uh, that, that lawmakers are going to debate publicly in the, the, the business interests and the casino interests in the state. The state obviously has a huge interest in this because of where the, where the tax revenue is going to go. So um, there'll be some time to hash this out. I, I, I don't know. I could be wrong about this, but I don't think this is going to be something where it's like introduced tomorrow and then like rushed through in a week. This seems like something that is going to take some time to, to really hash out. And I think, too, and this really is a discussion for us because we're talking more from the government standpoint, but sports will have a challenge, too, in just regulating how they handle it. Because you think, you know, 30 years ago, we had point-shaving scandals and everything else. I think they'll try to regulate how information gets out, what's the best way of yes. contacting. Because that's another big, you know. Yeah, uh, there's, there's so many. There's so many moving pieces here and so many elements, but you're right. The The data that gets used in some of these sports books is in some cases proprietary um, in that there are some sports books that are so developed and they're so complex that they have like teams of statisticians and sports experts and stuff that take in data and they, they do whatever they do with it to produce bets that are both competitive for the player and designed to make the sports bet sports book money. Um, there are, there are also, um, uh, uh, you know, connections. There, there are partnerships between the sports leagues and some of these sports books, as you said. And and I mentioned the I mentioned the select committee on gaming. They heard testimony from like every single sports team in Ohio. I mean, Blue Jackets, Reds, Indians. Uh, you know, everybody was there to basically talk about it. Um, again, I didn't watch the full thirty minute testimony of all twelve of them. But I don't think anybody was there to talk against sports gambling. I think they were there to say, this is something we want. Just do it. Do it right. So, yeah, because they want to do. I mean, sports gambling, sports gambling connects people to the leagues and has people interested. I mean, it's the same as fantasy football. NFL loves fantasy football. Why would they not? Is everybody obsessed about football? So gambling. So. Anyway. Yeah, I think it's the only thing that makes sure they set up right because there's no problem about getting information. Geez, outlets, we hire people to cover these teams. I wonder what it's going to look like because what what's the stop values from contacting the probably the, the 24th member on the Reds and say, hey, if I give you 50000 a year, you know, can you yeah. tell me if the star player is, you know, under the weather, if he had an argument with his wife the night before, you know, yeah. anything that would kind of get his game down. And that wouldn't necessarily be illegal, but it'd be interesting to see how sports regulates that. What's good, what's bad, and everything yeah. else. So I, so I would just I would just tell people that to conclude is basically just like keep an eye out. You're gonna see a lot of sports gambling talk in Ohio yeah. over the next weeks and months, and just under understand what those two camps are. Understand that there's the two sides on where the revenue is going to go and who's going to regulate it. And then there's the two sides of like, just like literally like where can I as a consumer place it that it's, yeah. it's almost surely going to be on your phone as an option in terms of in public, you know, if I don't have it on my phone or I don't want to do it on my phone, is it just going to be the casinos or can I do it at the bowling alley? Can I do it at a Kroger? Um, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting little fight. 
it's going to be an interesting little fight. And I will tell you, you know, they, they've been debating this for a couple of years, believe it or not. This is not, yeah. it's not a new conversation in Ohio. And my understanding from, from the last legislative term was the two leaders couldn't agree on which uh, they were on opposite sides of his camp. One wanted it under the lottery. One wanted it under casino. And you can, like I said, you can make some good arguments in both directions. So you're, you'll hear them. Uh, if you're in Ohio and you'll, you'll hear them in the next couple weeks and months, you can make your own decision and we'll go from there. Yeah. Uh, let's briefly mention this breaking news literally a few minutes before we started. I'm uh, not surprising, but it's official now. Uh, Dayton mayor Nan Whaley is running for governor. Um, she will, um, I think there's two candidates that not, aren't in the race yet, but since I mayor John Cranley, he hasn't officially thrown his hat in the ring, from, but from all indications, he's raising money. Um, doesn't seem like a surprise of Whaley. I, I think she might be a decent contender. Um, you know, I don't know how she would fare against Cranley, but I think Whaley's a name that's been in the mix for a long time. It'd be interesting how she does on against whoever she ends up going against. Yeah. Yeah. For, for people that have watched this show and have seen me on here a couple times, we've discussed this, you know, I, people that know, you know, my, my, my take on some of these things is that the Democrats have, you know, they, they have their work cut out for them in the next two years. That's no, that's no shock. There should be no shock to anybody least bit Democrats. And, but if there was one, if there was one person, I think that they, they thought for the statewide races that they thought was going to be a good contender, I think it was Nan Whaley. I mean, when you, when you just, when you talk to people publicly or privately and you just muse about some names, she's just, she's the natural person that comes up. Um, she's been Dayton mayor for a number of years now. Um, she's somebody that has gained quite a bit of name recognition and respect for her handling of, you know, the multitude of crises that Dayton has unfortunately gone through. The tornado was one, the, the mass shooting was another, um, obviously COVID she, she's been, you know, heavily involved in, in the response and relief there. Um, and she's somebody that I think Democrats feel is a, is a, both a strong politician in terms of a, of a candidacy and a strong just uh, uh, person for the job. Um, I think she's she's respected in that route as somebody both that can hopefully uh, uh, compete and win a race and then and then do a good job when she's in there. Um, so. So, yeah, in terms of the in terms of, you know, the primary first, um, you know, we're looking at a primary in about a year from now. Um, there's going to be obviously even if she's the front runner and even if she joins the race and she's the first person in the race and she's the front runner, it's the governor's primary. There's going to be, you're going to see three, four, five other candidates, you know, whether they're top contenders or not. Um, Cranley seems to be one that, that wants to jump in there. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I think she's got a pretty legitimate chance again, being the, being the first horse out of the gate being, uh, you know, she, she's going to be the one that gets a lot of press right now. She's going to, have a head start on fundraising, um, head start on organizing. I think she's probably the candidate to beat in terms of the Democratic primary, in terms of beating DeWine. That's a different story. Well, as the time comes, but uh, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a challenge. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I mean, things are starting to fall in place. I mean, no official word from Tim Ryan. I'm starting to hear more that even though he hasn't said anything behind the scenes, there's some interest more of him 
going for Senate because, you know, no Amy Acton, which was kind of a surprise. So, well, we'll keep on that. I know your time is short, but I just definitely wanted to mention that, especially since I was breaking right before our time today. So, uh, Tyler, um, OhioCapitalJournal.com, and how do we connect with you on Twitter? Yep, I'm on Twitter at uh, it's Tyler and then Joel, J-O-E-L-B. Tyler Joel B at, at a Twitter and again, OhioCapitalJournal.com covering everything with uh, Ohio politics, state legislature, apparently campaign season. It's never not campaign season here in yeah. Ohio. So we're back with, with the Nan Whaley news, I guess we're back into campaign mode. So yeah. And, yeah. And great resource. And if you, if you want to know about state politics, and you should always, but especially during this time, uh, yeah, the newsletter that comes out, I think it's six or seven each morning, uh, is a great resource for just getting your start. Yes. <laughs> Very That's good. So, yeah, hey, always, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for, uh, for coming on. Yeah, check out Tyler's lots of fun tweets about the Columbus Police Department helicopter over the weekend. Oh, my. Yeah, that's a that's a that's another story. But yeah, anyway. definitely. Well, hang on for a quick second afterwards. But everyone else, thanks again for checking out the Highland. Everyone, have a great day.